Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, October 20th, 2017. I'm Broadway World's Matt Timonini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, we are just rocking and rolling over here at Broadway Radio, coming up with new shows, new segments, and tomorrow will be the premiere of our latest show, and it is called Broadway AMA. It is going to be hosted by Caitlin Milligan, who you've heard for the last few weeks on our Friday episodes talking about what theater stars are doing off the Great White Way. We'll have another one of those segments at the end of this episode. But earlier this week, she went over to the American Airlines Theater and talked with the Time and the Conway star Matthew James Thomas. Um, She's a big fan of his, so she was quite excited. Um, And that episode will be coming out uh, tomorrow. How Broadway AMA works is, if you're familiar with the term AMA, it means ask me anything. So we turn a lot of the questioning over to you and fans on social media, be it Facebook, uh, Twitter, maybe Instagram, too, and we start doing some of that stuff. You can submit questions to the guests uh, that Caitlin talks to, and she got some great ones from some of you guys already, so you will be hearing that in this very feed tomorrow. James, I kind of figure that Matthew James Thomas is the perfect first guest for that show, considering his name includes both of our names. (laughs) So we have to get another host named Thomas. Well, my confirmation name was Thomas Aquinas, so it kind of works, you know, the whole Catholic confirmation name thing. Excellent. Well, that's, uh, you pulled that one out of left field. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also, my middle name is Alan, so technically, if you throw in Thomas as my confirmation name, my initials are M-A-T-T. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah, well, yeah. What, what what is that called when you have an acronym that's self-referential? I forget. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. All right. Someone if, tell us. Yeah. If you were some sort of English uh, grad student, uh, doctoral thesis person, <laughs> 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 let us know at Broadway Radio. So first up in the news, the prom is coming to Broadway. Yeah, James, this is the reason why we are releasing this episode precisely at 8.30 a.m. on Friday. And it is that so we can be amongst the first to tell you all that the new musical The Prom will be coming to Broadway in a Schubert theater to be named later next fall. We've talked about this show before, James, especially after Enduring and before its out-of-town tryout at Atlanta's Alliance Theater. The show features a book by Tony winner Bob Martin and Tony nominee Chad Begellin, music by Matthew Sklar and lyrics by Begellin. Tony winner Casey Nicola will direct and choreograph as he did out of town. In the show, Emma becomes an outcast and then a national headline when rather than allow her to go to the prom with her girlfriend her small town indiana high school decides to cancel the dance entirely instead but when a group of fading celebrities hears about this they decide to put their fame to good use and help to often chaotic and comedic results. The Atlanta production featured an incredible cast, including Beth Level, Christopher Sieber, Brooks Ashmanskis, and more. No word on if any of those stars will reprise their roles on Broadway, but the show will officially open in the aforementioned Schubert Theater to be named later on November 15th of next year. So uh, uh, presumably they'll begin previews about this time next year. James, we're starting to see this a little bit more with musicals announcing Broadway intentions an entire year in advance. Um, But what's interesting about this, James, 
is that The Prom is now the fifth new musical to announce its Broadway intentions for the 2018-2019 season, following King Kong, getting the band back together, Pretty Woman, and Cher. What's interesting about that is that currently, for this season, the 2017-2018 season, there are only six announced new musicals, and that's including Prince of Broadway, which is a review and, you know, doesn't really, it's not really a book musical, but you still count it. So you've got Prince of Broadway, The Band's Visit, SpongeBob SquarePants, Escape to Margaritaville, Frozen, and Mean Girls. I don't know if I can pinpoint a reason why there are so few new musicals this year compared to already having a ton announced for next year. And who knows if all of those shows end up opening or not, but uh, it's certainly interesting. I don't know if there's some sort of residual Hamilton effect going on, um, but I found that really interesting, James. Well, uh, you know, the bringing of a musical to Broadway is a multi-year process. So mm-hmm. what's happening right now and in the next 12 months is a result of what's happened three to four to five years ago. So uh, <clears throat> that's uh, – yeah. you have to look at the pipeline there to see what's going on. Now, when they say a, a, uh, a, a theater – a Schubert theater to be decided at a later date. You know, we're talking about, uh, let me see, 18 of the uh, Schubert theaters. So mm-hmm. Ambassador Barrymore, Belasco, Jacobs, Booth, Broadhurst, Broadway, Court, Forest Theater, the Schoenfeld, the Golden, the Imperial, the Longacre, the Lyceum, Majestic, Music Box, the Schubert Theater, and the Winter Garden. So... There's a number of those that we can kind of X out. You know, the Majestic is not going to come Music free, box. You know, music box, things like that. Probably the Schubert, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we could, we should start some sort of a bingo type of thing here where we can make a, <laughs> we can make a grid. And, you know, if you went to broadwaybingo.com, I wonder what would show up. Do you want me to type that in? Is that a, that's, is that a challenge? No. No, not necessarily a challenge. BroadwayBingo.com. I don't know why I'd really challenge you to that. But. Uh, it, it goes to a website called BroadwayStars.com. Shocking oh. that it directs there, James. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> How many thing domains do you own, man? You have a problem. I don't have a problem. I can stop whenever I want. I just do it to be social. Okay. I've heard that dozens of times before. <laughs> All right. Next up in the news, Broadway HD announces a major pricing and platform changes. Yeah, James, this is pretty big news in the world of streaming theater. Yesterday, Broadway HD announced a couple of major changes. The first is that their monthly subscription fee will be dropping from $14.99 to $8.99 as part of a... Yeah, as part of a rebranding effort that will continue to roll out in the coming uh, weeks and months, the price change appears to be effective immediately, and which is nice because it'll save me six bucks a month as I'm a subscriber. Other things announced uh, were that all of the Broadway HD shows are now going to include closed captioning as well, so people who have difficulties hearing will also be able to experience the wonder of theater. But the other big, big announcement, James is that you'll be able to watch Broadway HD on Amazon and Ericsson connected devices. The partnership with Amazon allows you to watch Broadway HD content via any Amazon device. I guess that's like if you've got the the stick thing, the fire stick, if you've got a tablet, you've got all this stuff you can watch directly through Amazon stuff without having a different um, app specifically for Broadway HD. Now, you will still need... A separate subscription. It, it's not included with a prime subscription or anything like that, but it is a nice option uh, to be able to kind of 
pare things down a little bit. Um, the streaming content for for Broadway HD is available on Amazon now. I went and double checked. Um, and so that's pretty interesting. Also, starting this holiday season, the Broadway HD app will be preloaded on all Ericsson connected TVs and people that have certain Ericsson TVs will be able to add the app in as well if they don't buy a new one here in the next few months. So, James, I, I as I'm thinking about this, I, I love the price change, um, but I honestly have no idea what to make of this deal as it seems more of a marketing and you know availability relationship trying to get Broadway HD's name out there. But as we've said before, you know I really kind of love all the stuff that Broadway HD is doing in, in consistently and constantly taking steps forward to try to expand their content and their reach beyond just the types of folks like us and people who listen to this show who might already know what Broadway HD is. No, I think that this is great, especially, uh, I don't know if you've, have you seen, uh, Amazon's new Echo show, which is, um, like the Amazon Echo Alexa type of thing yeah. with a video screen a, on it. Yeah. I have an Echo, but no screen. I have, a, I have an Alexa and she's very nice. Oh, dang it. I said her name and she popped up. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the Echo Show is uh, something that Amazon uh, just—I uh, I don't even think it's—is it—is it shipping already? It, in the last two weeks or so, has yeah. kind of talked about it. And if Amazon gets behind it and they can open up this whole thing, that's a great thing for Broadway HD uh, to get a lot of new Broadway fans to uh, subscribe. That's a great thing for everybody. All right. Uh, next up, the upcoming Angels in America revival finds its Joe Pitt. Yeah, James, it's not the Pushing Daisies musical that neither you or, or that, that you and I both would love to see. But Lee Pace will be coming back to Broadway this spring in Angels in America as Joe Pitt. He made his Broadway debut in 2011's The Normal Heart as Bruce Niles and won a Drama Desk Award as part of the ensemble for that show. Pace recently wrapped up the underappreciated television show Halt and Catch Fire. And James, I think this is really great casting. Pace will be replacing Russell Tovey, who played the role in London, but his filming commitments with the ABC drama Quantico precluded him from transferring with the production. Many of the other national theater stars will continue with the show, including Andrew Garfield, Nathan Lane, and Denise Guff. The show is directed by Marion Elliott, and it will begin performances at the Neil Simon Theater on February 23rd. Tickets go on sale to the general public on Monday, October 30th, the day before Halloween, so make sure you set a little a, you know, an alert with Alexa to make sure that she reminds you before 10 a.m. Eastern time. That's uh, really good. Um, you know, this Angels in America just gets better and better. Mm -hmm. be Absolutely. Better. Hot, hot season. All right. Uh, what's up in the show and casting news? All right, James. Yesterday, producers announced the cast for the upcoming return engagement of Cruel Intentions, the musical, following two sold-out runs in Los Angeles and then a sold-out pop-up engagement in New York City earlier this year. The cast for this return will feature Lauren Zacharin as Catherine, Constantine Rosuli as Sebastian, Carrie St. Louis as Annette, Jesse Shelton, who played Jonathan Groff's wife in the podcast musical 36 Questions, will be Cecile, Alex Boniello as Blair, Brian Muller will be Greg, and Matthew Griffin will be Ronald. Rasuli, uh, Boniello, and Muller were uh, already in the New York incarnation originally. The rest of the cast is new for this run. This new uh, run will play a 10-week engagement at La Poison Rouge beginning on November 17th. 
very upset that it didn't start a week earlier because this is one that I would go see. I've been a fan of Lauren Zacharin from back in the uh, uh, search for the next L Woods days. Uh, so I would have loved to have seen her do this. And as I've said before, huge Sarah Michelle Geller fan. So the fact that she's playing that part, it's a double bonus for me. But anyway, uh, check that one out. In other off-Broadway return news, yesterday the Irish rep announced that former SAG after a president, uh, Melissa Gilbert, will lead the return production of The Dead 1904, along with Kimberly Doran Burns, Peter Cormican, Rufus Collins, Terry Donnelly, John Tracy Egan, Aidan Maloney, Claire O'Malley, Megan Loomis, Patty Perkins, and James Russell. The show will run for seven weeks, beginning on November 18th and as we've talked about before, it marks the one year anniversary of when the show uh, premiered at the Irish Rep last year as well. So it's becoming a bit of a holiday tradition for that off Broadway company. And then wrapping up this section, James, yesterday we also learned that from November 1st through November 4th, there will be a New York reading for the musical version of Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. The, 1989, the 1995 cult film was written by Tony nominee Douglas Carter Bean, which I did not know. And Bean has revised his own script into a musical form that is just being called Tu Wong Fu. The score is being written by Bean's regular collaborator, Louis Flynn. There's been no announcement as to what actors will be involved, but if we keep our eyes peeled collectively on social media come the first of the month, we might be able to figure some of that stuff out. And James, along with Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, which has a very similar vibe and came out at about the same time, this seems to be screaming for a musical adaptation, and I'm glad that they've gone the route of uh, you know, collaborating with Lewis Flynn to create original music. That way it'll kind of differentiate itself from uh, from Priscilla, which did the jukebox route uh, when it was on Broadway uh, a heck almost a decade ago. Hmm. So, uh, you know, they're again lining them up that uh, we have we are having an embarrassment of the riches that there are so many really interesting projects happening here in the recommendations section so uh, what's coming up all right so Yesterday, James, my Broadway World colleague, Kara Joy David, published an article delving into the sordid history of Broadway H or not Broadway HD, Broadway 4D. Simple mistake. Um, that was that planned multi-sensory theatrical experience that included videos of stars performing some of the great show tunes of all time, as well as like smells and stuff. I don't really understand. <laughs> but anyway, um, I mean, I live near theme parks. I know they all do that, but it's still a little weird. I don't know if they're going to like funnel in cow dung while Hugh Jackman singing uh, Oh What a Beautiful Morning. Anyway, James, we've talked about this before, particularly in relation to the old Times Square Theater where Broadway 4D was originally going to go. Um, but honestly, I didn't know that this project was still in development. But according to Kara, there are new producers behind it and have been for a few years. They purchased all of the sets, the video, the music, and the other assets, including some of the choreography that had already been done. They're hoping to bring it to New York just likely not in its originally planned 42nd Street home. Um, they told Kara they, after they'd pushed off a couple interviews with her that she would be the first one to get the exclusive when they had something to announce. I, I don't know what that's going to be, where it's going to go. It seems like it would fit perfectly on 42nd Street. As Kara mentioned, it's right. It was, it was supposed to kind of be right there around Ripley's Believe It or Not and Madame Tussauds and all that stuff. Um, but if it goes somewhere else, I don't know if it'll fit as well. But but James, I had no idea that this was still in the works. Did you? I, I sort of did. Um, I, I was asked uh, to con consult on the technology of it. Uh, 
last oh, cool. year, about 18 months ago or so. But I, again, you know, nothing really came of it. So I thought it was a dead project. So I'm excited to see this is uh, back up and, and in the works. So musical podcasts provide a link to Broadway's past and future. Yeah, James. Also yesterday, Forbes published an article about the rise of podcast musicals using that aforementioned 36 questions as its starting point. Mark Hirschberg of Forbes talks about the history of musicals on radio going all the way back uh, to the early to mid parts of the 20th century. And he writes about how this trend uh, moving some musical content to podcast could allow writers and producers to get their work out into the world in a much cheaper fashion than trying to put together an entire production. Now, James, it's still not cheap, as you and I discussed earlier today, uh, because according to the article, 36 questions cost $200,000 to produce. Uh, obviously, with a star like Groff Sauce involved, that's, you know, it's not a cheap endeavor. Um, but as you know, James, this has long been a podcasting goal of mine to have original fictional content in some form or fashion on Broadway radio. And once we were able to secure a few multimillion dollar sponsors or investors, it will be one of the first things that I do. <laughs> but I'm intrigued by this article, James, and, and what the podcast medium holds for theater and musical theater in particular. I, I love fictional narrative podcasts outside of the theater world. And I love, as we've talked about before, I love what Broad Wasted did with Broad Wasted Away. Didn't really love 36 questions as we've talked about before, but I love the idea behind it. So um, if people are able to figure out ways to do this successfully, get new works out into the world, as we talked about before, they might not make money on these types of projects in and of themselves, but it could be a good way to kind of be uh, a, a bit of marketing for a show to get it out in a podcast to let people listen to it for free, maybe make some money off of it, and then hopefully market that to a producer to maybe put on a full production that they don't have to self-finance as the writers of the original people behind it. You know, um, very often in the development of a new musical, uh, somebody at some point says, we got to get into the studio and record this. And it, yeah, this do a demo. Do a demo. Uh, we have to get stuff together so we can send out to uh, artistic directors and regional theaters and Broadway producers, off-Broadway producers, you know, get them enticed to come to a reading or even just uh, be interested in enough to listen to 15, 20 minutes of the, of, of the piece to, um, you know, maybe have a further discussion. So I think this is the natural genesis of it, and I think it's great. Yep. So. I concur. Uh, we are lucky enough to have Caitlin twice in a row. <laughs> uh, today is going to be her offstage segment for Broadway uh, for today on Broadway. It's finally Friday today on Broadway, listeners, and to celebrate, let's talk about some of the most exciting things happening off the stage. Tonight is the premiere of She Loves Me on PBS, part of the 13's Great Performances series. It will air at 9 p.m. Check local listings. On Sunday, October 22nd, Mo Rocco will interview four-time Tony nominee Judy Kuhn before a live audience in New York City for his video audio podcast, In Your Face, New York. The live performance, which is open to the public, will take place at 5 p.m. at Merkin Concert Hall. Also on Sunday is the third annual Best in Shows Cabaret Evening, benefiting the Humane Society. The show at 54 Below 
honors James Niederlander, who will be awarded the Humane Society's Sandy Fund Award in recognition of his deep concern and support for the needs of rescued animals. Beginning at 7 p.m., the show features Duncan Sheik, Emily Skinner, Adam Cantor, and more. The Broadway performers will be joined by surprise two- and four-legged guests. On Monday, October 23rd, the 10th annual Living for Today benefit concert will take place. Featuring a lineup of Tony Award winners and Broadway favorites, the show is at 7 p.m. at Joe's Pub. Some stars set to perform are Kate Mulgrew, Katherine Gallagher, Lena Hall, Alice Ripley, and more. On Tuesday, October 24th at 11 p.m., Lindsay Mendez and Ryan Scott Oliver present Actors Therapy, a masterclass for performers looking to improve their auditions, build a better book, and expand their understanding of what it means to be an actor and song interpreter in New York today. The class is at 11.30 p.m. On Wednesday, October 25th is the second edition of Broadway Bound, the musicals that never came to Broadway at 54 Below. Tony Award winner Alice Ripley has joined the lineup. The two performances, set for 7 and 9.30 p.m., will each feature different performers and different songs. On Thursday, October 26th at 54 Below, Leslie Margarita will star in a showcase version of the original musical A Skythe of Time, with a book by Alan Harris and music and lyrics by Mark Allen Swanson, based on two stories by Edgar Allan Poe about writers who record their experiences with taking their own lives. The show is at 9.30 p.m. On Thursday, the Broadway tenors will perform at 54 Below at 7 p.m. to celebrate the release of their CD. That's all for this week. Check back next Friday as I highlight the events off of the Broadway stage. Until next time. Great, and don't forget to come back and listen to Caitlin's uh, Broadway AMA tomorrow uh, in the Broadway Radio feed. So, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter at BWWMatt, and subscribe to Something I Got Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. This weekend, Jen and I will have a new episode talking about the movies that we are and the movies that we aren't looking forward to coming up this fall. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for wrapping up the week with us. Caitlin's going to uh, do the AMA tomorrow. We have This Week on Broadway on Sunday. And Matt and I will be back on Monday to tell you what's happened.